a bonus banter where we answer your questions and talk about nothing. Hey guys, it's Derek here, and boy, it's been a minute. How you doing? Well, that's great to hear, uh, unless it wasn't, in which case, I'm sorry, man. Uh, I got a very fun announcement for you guys ahead of this bonus banter. Uh, after much foot dragging, we have finally opened up a coffee. Now, if you're unfamiliar, coffee, which is spelled K-O-F-I, is a platform kind of like Patreon where you can support creators you enjoy by buying them a coffee or really just donations. Uh, we've talked about this a fair bit in bonus banter number six and also in the opening banter two, season three, episode 55, which was our two year anniversary episode. Uh, we've hesitated to take money from listeners because we really wouldn't be able to make more content with it. Uh, in terms of costs, we've been able to keep our costs pretty low uh, and we can usually afford the ongoing costs of running the show. However, we recently moved the podcast setup out of my living room into its own little studio room, uh, and that room desperately needs to be sound treated to reduce the hideous amount of reverb and echo that four people talking in there makes. Now, we don't need anything super fancy or expensive, but even just getting enough two-inch acoustic foam to cover up all of it is not very cheap. Um, so we think now is the time to use coffee to let listeners like you help chip in and cover costs like this. Now, this isn't going to be like Patreon where we have memberships and you get access to exclusive content by subscribing. None of that. We have no plans for exclusive content or really putting anything behind a paywall. Uh, this is a donation box. If you want to chip in, then give whatever you're comfortable giving. You can make a one-time donation or you can sign up for a monthly donation, whatever whatever suits you best. Uh, full transparency here, though, we already are in the process of treating the room and we're going to treat it regardless of how much we receive. Uh, the bonus banter you're about to hear was recorded in the untreated space and you should very much be able to tell. Uh, we're dipping into a little rainy day fun to go ahead and treat it so that we never have to record something like that again. And I never have to edit something like that again. Uh, if you want to chip in and help cover and recoup the cost, then click the link in the description or go to coffee.com slash third gallon. That's K-O dash F-I dot com forward slash third gallon. And thank you all again so much for listening. Uh, we really, really do appreciate the just enormous outpouring of support we got uh, when we took our break. And we're, we're very happy to be getting back into the swing of things again. Now, please enjoy this very entertaining, but quite awful sounding bonus banter. So welcome back. It has been over a month, I think, yeah. since we've last recorded anything. A whole month. Yeah. A fun fact. And it wasn't because... Someone got the you-know-what this time. No. Mm. Wink. Fun fact, we've got episodes <laughs> recorded out to... Uh, October. November. 
Ooh, November. Noted November. Noted November. Noted November. So we haven't played. We haven't recorded any numbered episodes. The last thing we recorded was the bonus banter before we took our break. Uh huh. And this is our first recording in our new podcast room. That sounds terrible. It sounds sucks. Horrible. It sounds really bad. <laughs> I've been sitting here frustrated, yeah. not wanting to record because of how bad it sounds. We uh, may as well be recording on one microphone in this phone on the center of the room. Jesus uh, Christ. For example. Drow. Ah. That's all one voice coming out of all these microphones. It sounds like we're in some dungeon basement Mm. made of cinder block walls uh, with the amount of reverb in this room. It sounds horrible. Uh, But we're going to do bonus banter nonetheless because it needs to happen. And I have things I want to talk about. We have to talk to the people. Uh The people demand banter. Banter. (laughs) Uh, We are nothing but a... A banter machine. We are nothing but a ba- another cog in the banter machine. <laughs> we need to cover this room in foam. Not but a cog. And they say podcasts are scared. The living shit out of me. Anyway. That's about right, though. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll see how far we can get into this without the reverb killing me. Yep. Um, uh, I had one thing I wanted to bring up straight away, um, and that is the story of how a god was made and a religion founded. Yeah. So I love this kind of dumb thing that we do, which is shit posting. Uh, we were all, Us? yes, all the time. Really? <laughs> all the time. <laughs> we were playing Ark Survival Evolved, <laughs> um, which is just our latest thing that we were playing. Uh, that game in particular is nothing but torture because we all know it's bad, but we still love to play it. Um, and uh, I was trying to just get experience in the game. Uh, and the way I was doing that is one of our mods added barrels for like oil. <laughs> and so I was just like built a barrel and it looked funny. So I kept building barrels because it gave so me so many barrels. And so I built yeah. like a ring of barrels you could run across. And then we put a pyre in the center of it and it became very religious, very fast. And then we ended up building an altar and surrounding yeah. the altar with barrels. Yeah. I ended up building several hundred barrels. Um, and then when people weren't looking, travel to their bases and set them up at random places. <laughs> they still find barrels to this day whenever they log into Ark. Yeah. Yep. There was the whole trap people inside where they were sleeping with a wall of barrels. Yep. Just um, a pile of barrels. You became one with the barrel. Jacob was out exploring and found an actual like altar on the map. And I had put a barrel there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, and so we just developed this, like, we're joking around, and we started coming up with this concept of Ba'arul. I think you named him, Jacob. Uh-huh. It's, it's the, you have to use uh, apostrophes just like you do when you name elves. Like, or an eldritch deity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we said Ba'arul is just a god of chaos who takes the form of a barrel. Yeah. And so, because that's <laughs> all I was doing was just being an agent of chaos in this game in the most innocent way possible, which is building barrels. Um, and so like any God that we actually want to introduce into a TTRPG, uh, we asked chat GPT to do it. That's right. Uh, I asked chat GPT using GPT four, um, write me lore for a God for my Pathfinder game. His name is Ba'arul, the chaotic God of barrels. He takes the form of an inanimate barrel and is chaotic neutral. And this is what I got back from it. Uh, name, Ba'arul, the chaotic one. Alignment, chaotic neutral. Domains, and these are actual Pathfinder 1E domains. Mm-hmm. Chaos, trickery, liberation, artifice, and luck. Symbol, Perfect. a tipped over yeah. barrel with a single glittering gold coin spilling out. 
a single gold coin. Because that's more chaotic than a lot. Barrel. <laughs> One coin in a barrel. Small barrel or a very big coin. <laughs> Favorite weapon: the barrel mace, a yeah. club fashioned to look like a small stout barrel. Form. Barrel, when he chooses to appear, takes the form of a seemingly ordinary inanimate barrel. However, his barrel form emanates a certain aura, a tangible sensation of unpredictable energy (laughs) that tells one that this is no ordinary container. Aura of chaos. I like to think that that would just make you throw up if you stood next to it too long. It's it's, it's the straight up aura of chaos from the cleric. Uh, And this is is the lore I got from it. Ba'arul, the the chaotic god of barrels, is a deity shrouded in jest and unpredictability. His birth is said to have sprung from the first barrel ever made, an accidental creation made by an elven cooper infused with (laughs) divine chaotic energy. It would be an elf. Uh, The birth of randomness and spontaneity marked his destiny as the god of chaos and barrels in the world of gods barrel is seen as whimsical if not downright nonsensical uh, as a deity deific figure his chaotic nature and an inanimate form are subjects of divine curiosity with many other gods puzzled by his existence and his followers vehement devotion despite his seemingly <laughs> humble form barrel possesses a profound power and, uh, and an unpredictability that makes him both intri- intriguing and daunting to other deities a typical shrine to barrel is an artful stack of barrels often filled with assorted items from worthless trinkets to valuable gems his temples more often than not are expansive warehouses or cavernous wine cellars <laughs> their labyrinthine aisles echoing with the whispers of unseen patrons to those who know the way these temples become a chaotic haven a place of worship and a site of revelry his clerics known as the barrel keepers often serve as alehouse owners street performers or artisans their tasks are to spread joy of the joy of unpredictability and promote freedom that chaos brings they offer blessings and perform miracles in the most unexpected ways with always a twinkle in their eye, never letting the full extent of Barul's mysterious uh, chaotic powers. There's more to it. Um, it's kind of chat GPTing where it just says the same yeah. things in different ways. I wonder what it stole that from. Who knows? We'll Who never know. Who knows? Uh, but Very this happened Ba-R-L. the night before we were set to play our first session of the Emerald Spire yeah. in <laughs> 1E. And so my character, which was a dwarf cleric, uh, who's kind of like the was, healer uh, base. That was Phrasma originally, right? It was going to be Phrasma. Yeah. I was going to do Merciful yeah. Healer archetype. He had a different name. Uh, I got permission from Jacob to make a cleric <laughs> of Ba'arul. Yeah. I removed my archetype. Uh, I'm loading up his character sheet right now, actually. Stuart. His name is still Stuart. Um, Bimble. But his name is now Sir Stuart Wisemantle of Clan Stonefist of Highhelm. Um, he doesn't have an archetype, but he has the domains luck, which is my beloved, oh, yes. and trickery, which will become even more beloved. <laughs> um, luck is one of the most favored it's domains. so good. Luck and TBH travel. travel. Yeah. yeah. Bit of luck is like the best. Um, Everyone can at the table can attest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I made this dumb cleric. I changed everything at the last minute. And he went from being kind of like a, a respectable veteran, veteran to a, doctor, medic figure just, to just kind of batshit insane yeah. overnight. Yeah. Um, My he, favorite cleric. he lost the plot. He now has a bit of a dreaming like, but more unhinged voice to him. Hello. Whenever he gets excited, he just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but this is so great because the, the the religion evolves. Uh, uh-huh. Jacob asks me why we're at the table the first day. Where is Baal rules like planar realm? And so I <laughs> asked ChatGPT in the same thread. Where is his realm? Uh, where is he from? The infinite cellar. Deep within the cosmological layers of existence lies the infinite cellar, Ba'arul's chaotic realm, a place of shifting passages, endless chambers, and dizzying ray of barrels. The infinite <laughs> cellar is a reflection of the god's unpredictable nature. Oh. Uh, and then, oh, does it not have his holy Praise text? Praise the barrel. Yes. You asked me what was his sacred text <laughs> because I had to change that on my character sheet as well. Yep. The sacred mm-hmm. text, the Cask Codex. <laughs> Beautiful. The Cask Codex is a the compilation codex. of tales, proverbs, rituals, and barrel-related wisdom as revealed by Ba'arul and recorded by his most devoted barrel keepers over millennia. The Codex is not a linear tome. Reading it from start to finish would not offer a cohesive narrative. Instead, much like Ba'arul himself, the content is within is unpredictable, scattered, and often seemingly random. The pages of the Cast Codex are made from a special parchment resembling the texture of aged wood, and the cover is adorned with intricate carvings of barrels, vines, and dancing figures, celebrating the unpredictability of life. Would barrels' holy text be like reading the House of Leaves? Yes, actually. Mm-hmm. Probably. Uh, you know what would be fun? If it was just like, you know those notebook rings that are just like little rings? Yeah. If it was just paper that was cut into like a tapered shape like a barrel... And it just stood up by itself, looked like a barrel, and you had to really pry it open. Yeah. That would yeah. be adorable. No beginning, no end. No beginning, it's, no end. It's a circle. Yeah. Uh, like a very barrel. Fitting. Oh, it was great. Uh, I've just, I've loved this. We asked mm-hmm. uh, Bing to create some art for him, which is basically a dwarf uh, in armor with a backpack that's shaped like a barrel. Uh, I'll post it because you guys know what it looks like. Yeah. I'll post it for the viewers to see. It's great. Uh, the moral of this long diatribe into making gods is you should do it sometimes. It's the best. Mm-hmm. It is very fun to have ChatGPT assist you with making a deity. Yeah. I, however, prefer to make my own gods by hand, like Zifa. Yeah, you take the stupid Apotheosis. feet and one yeah. is, it's, oh, you need to be a god. Uh, but before uh, I have two. we move on, I'm going to just go ahead and say for Outlaws of Alkenstar, Ba'arul in play. <gasps> yes! Ooh! I'm gonna kill Psyche here. <laughs> yeah! And then you're gonna kill Chester, but not to become a Pearl no worshiper. You're more. gonna You're gonna be a... A wood kineticist no that more worships Pearl. <laughs> no more death. No, it's just our turns for death. Yeah! My turn is I passed. want the death. It's my turn. <laughs> it's my turn with the death. Thank you. Be Mom said it's my turn with the death. death. <laughs> Mom says you have to give me my turn. Mom says you got to give me death. Uh, <laughs> speaking of bottle roll, I figured we'd go around the table and talk about our characters in this game. Because uh, mine changed, <gasps> but it's taken form. Uh, does anyone else want to talk about uh, the character that they're playing in Emerald Spire in our Absolutely, game? I'd love to. Uh, I'm the GM, so I get to play everybody. Oh, but you get to play our favorite uh, NPC. Grok. Grok. Yes. So, slight spoilers for level one. Oh, no. First level. Nothing important there. The boss is a bugbear named Grok. (laughs) And uh, there are like three things that can happen with Grok. You can either 
kill him, he can run away. Or if you prove you're strong enough, he'll ask to join you. And uh, in my game, Grok asked to join them, but then they were so nice to Grok that Grok eventually actually just ends up enjoying them because they're going to help him learn how to read. They're going to help him get the first level of the spire in order and go let him be boss. And he's just a happy guy. We might- he's also cannot wait to assist one of the characters in killing a hero so yes. they can get their hearts. Yes. We yes. might be chaos gremlins. Honestly thrilled over it. We might be <laughs> chaotic, weird little guys. He, he, but you know something? We're nice, dang it. That's right. Well, he, he beat up... Well, nice is subjective. Uh, nice to the people that are nice to you, at the very least. Uh, we give... As we get. That's right. He, he, I'll say it like this. This is the first party in a while that's not had a single good person to just like <laughs> kind of eh, at the questionable eh. things. When they came back to the spire, he had a sign outside. And they're like, mm. how did you write welcome back, boss? Uh, or boss's territory or whatnot. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I just uh, I caught a bandit. And then I was about to kill him. But then I thought, well, maybe I should write a sign. So I tortured him <laughs> until he wrote the sign. And then I killed him and anyway. And then yeah. I killed him. Yeah. And, and the party were just like, yeah, that sounds reasonable. That sounds all right. Oh, man, girl, you're yeah, so nice. Was, it was a bandit. So, you know, oh, you're no. You're such a good guy. <laughs> it was, oh, my God. I love Grok so much. Grok is the best. That and I haven't played him and honestly playing him won't be a big deal but whenever I introduce the lawyer Sa'ul Niceman I think that should be fun. Uh, yeah I have it in my notes. Sa'ul. I love oh my God. Grok is great because the f- combat we met him in was so funny. It was frustrating too. Yeah he was behind this reinforced door with an arrow slit oh shooting man. at us and I just shoved my shield after a few rounds over the hole. Yeah. I kept trying to shoot my gun through the hole. Yeah. <laughs> it was a nightmare. Oh and then we eventually just broke down the door. Mm. And he was like, whoa, 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 did nothing but spew threats and arrogance through the door. The moment the door came down, whoa, hold on a second there. Uh-huh. And then we made a friend. <laughs> then you made a friend. Grok. My beloved. Oh, my also Girl, my beloved. other slightly favorite character just because of how much Stuart hates him. It's uh, a, 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 a oh, you're oh, doing the stupid hand it's, things uh, already. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, Aaron. Aaron, but he is a um, Chamberlain. Chamberlain <gasps> at the Citadel where the Hell Knights are, and he speaks like this. And Jacob's oh. wringing and his is, hands. Yeah, always wringing his hands <laughs> okay, and so hunched over, and hate Stuart him. hates him. So you know how flies constantly do the little <laughs> thing with yes. their fucking hands, and that's why so you want to kill them? That is what Aaron, <laughs> so this Aaron guy, does. constantly does. He's the. I can just see him being slimy, like just, just, just oozing oil all the time. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. He uh, probably looks gross. Wow. He behaves gross. I hate this character so much. They're not even in my notes. He's so <laughs> bad, and I hate him. Uh, so that's. Uh, I, I love to play the. Honestly, nothing gives me a bigger thrill than playing an NPC who one of the characters hates. I'm pretty sure all of the characters hate him. So it's like, funny it's because great. part of uh-huh. the Emerald Spire thing is this town called Fort Inevitable, which yeah. is run by Hell Knights. Is this thing in Pathfinder? They're like. 
the thing is supposed to be law and they'll take yeah. any other alignment of good to evil, but they're kind of on the neutral evil. They are the epitome of law. Their biggest thing is law, but a lot of them, I mean, it's hell night. So a lot of them yeah. worship devils yeah. and are evil. And that is incorporated in how they enforce the law. Some of them are neutral. Very few of them are good that I've seen. And you are worried. I'm a hell knight and I'm lawful good. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you are worried about us with them because because most of us are chaotic. Yeah, neutral. half of uh-huh. you are chaotic. Uh, and so what ended up happening with it, though, is you're just like, yeah, you have your law. We'll play along. Mm-hmm. Just, just get out of here. <laughs> we're just, we're just going to go. You do your own thing. Yeah. But this yes. place sucks. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't have a character, but I have a couple that I like, you know. And then there's a whole, like, voicing. quest subplot where it's, like, <laughs> there's, like, slavery or whatever in this hell out town. And you're, yeah. And there's, like, a group that doesn't like them, and we're just, yeah. like, okay, It's whatever. entirely there for if the players want to do something about it's it. It's just, like, uh, but that doesn't sound like our problem. Yeah. And that's, that's only because the characters... Feel that way. Yeah. Well, honestly, you came yeah. into this to do the super dungeon, and yeah. it's all about that. For inevitable is all extra stuff. Yeah, you don't need that except to sell goods. We also didn't have the b- book for it yet. Oh no, I had the book for Fort Inevitable. I didn't have the book for some other stuff. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. It was definitely very funny. One, my last thing is you guys met an NPC called like Ilaria Starcloak yeah, that I I found out online because it wasn't in uh, the <laughs> the Emerald Spire book. Elf wizard, female elf wizard. So yeah. I was like, old elf, aged, you know, wizard, funny duddy. No, it's like a young elf lady who looks like a sorcerer like like yeah, charismatic outfit like, um, and is like it's got almost like feather like looks dope yeah she's got like a kind of a midriff showing top and a skirt that's not exactly tattered but like very very feathered yeah feathers yeah. were the best yeah. description i had for and it. it turns out it's like a mercenary wizard organization yeah. so a lot cooler <laughs> than i was playing them but that's that's part of having fun as a dm the golden flame Gold, ooh, I think so. Golden Flame Order, I believe. Or Gold Fire, something, something like, like that. that. I just <laughs> opened up my uh, Discord to our Emerald Spire chat, and mm-hmm. I see Grolk. I'm going to have to show a picture of him, because he looks great. He looks like a bugbear Batman. <gasps> He's beautiful. Four pages of him. notes, and I did not include the hand-ringing guy. Yeah. Good. It's, it's I great have a, that Grolk has a picture. It's him smiling. I have a separate thing where I have like an NPC codex and then my notes. And Aaron is only there because I'm going to run into him a lot because I'm trying to help Gibraltar uh, get, <laughs> we'll get legal. We'll do that last. Yeah. Okay. We'll get there. Yeah. It's your okay. turn now. Talk about. So uh, I am playing a secret and their name changes based on who they're talking to. <laughs> well, they're sober. Okay. They do a secret to be guarded, a secret to be kept, a secret to be hidden. That's kind of the thing. Their actual name, a secret. What they usually end up giving out as a nickname is Secrets, and they are a Snowcaster Elf. Snowcaster Elves believe that giving out your actual name brings bad luck. I have, I have the little brief on them. Uh, a Secret is a Snowcaster Elf, a citizen of the Crown of the World, north of the bur- border of Avistan, near to the Ice Gate, and a worshipper of the Elven Goddess of Art and Architecture, Finn Deladara. Oh, yeah. Geez. There's a lot of there's a lot of letters in there. They dabble in arcane practices that connect them with the stars and have found their inspiration through the patterns made therein. As the stars wandered across the sky, so did secrets find themselves lured from their icy home to seek information of the world around them. With this act, they declared themselves a twilight speaker, which is 
a snowcaster elf that leaves the area because snowcaster elves are very, very reclusive to the point that they'll kill outsiders if they come around. Xenophobic. Yes, yes. Uh, and these uh, these Twilight Speakers are the only ones that are kind of allowed to go out. And even sometimes they're not welcomed back in if, you know, they fall in love with something that's not a snowcaster elf. Or God forbid they have a a child that is not completely snowcaster elf because, yet again, xenophobia. Uh, you sound like Warhammer 40k elves. <laughs> <sighs> Though as of yet they are not corrupted by the outside world in their community's eyes. Uh, and they would be welcome back should they return. They also have uh, Curiosity, which is a snark, which is like a little squirrel with wings, dear to the heart, and they are loyal to the tiny fae. Aw. Mm-hmm. I call you the weird secretive elf in my notes. Are you going to go through Secret's thing about wanting the heart of a hero? Yes. So the reason that they're at the Emerald Spire is because they need to attract a hero. They want the heart of a hero. Thus far, it's been kind of hinted at that they want to cut the heart of a hero out of a hero's chest, but they, it could be, you know, that they want to find a very heroic partner. It could be that they want to find the heart of a hero within themselves or put the heart of a hero within themselves. I wouldn't put it past her to eat a heart. I would just like to jump in here and say that this is how Drow makes characters Mm -hmm. whenever the effort level kind of drops in a way. Because a secret started because we asked yeah. your character's name and you didn't have one, so you said it's a secret. And, like, that's their name now. Okay. And then we watched <laughs> the medieval I Need a Hero song. And yeah. you're like, that's what they're going to the spire for. And lo and behold, this is how the we got... character was born. Brick uh, in our <laughs> famous home game. Oh, I'm My sorry. My character's name is Brick and she's the prettiest. This is how we got Noom in our old Rise of the Rune Lords game. Yep. Yeah. But it always builds a likable character. This is how character. we got Lyrianne. Mm-hmm. I can't say much because I made a character that worships a barrel. Yeah. To yeah. be fair, as soon yeah. as I got hit with the inspiration, I made something very in-depth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But this is how it happens every time. It comes from the strangest sources. Yeah. Let us know about your weird-ass uh, character origins. I think that would be really funny to hear, you know, the uh, the inside jokes that come from our, our listeners. Open the barrel yep. on your crazy open, ideas. Open the barrel. Three gallons of mayonnaise stored in a barrel. <gasps> Gasp! Oh, we're done. Oh, we can't do we're done. Else. We did it. Podcast over! <laughs> Podcast over! Fuck you all! What about Hattie? What about Hattie? So my character is a half-elf, half-drow. Half-human, half-drow. Yeah, half-elf, but half-human dr- elf drow human anyway her name drow i have a human her name is henrietta dean wilder mm-hmm. and uh she is the youngest child of five she has a happy oh, home life four older brothers who love her very dearly she's from alkenstar she's Henrietta dean give us, williams give us her voice well, I mean, it is Henrietta Dean Williams. I gotta Wilder, make a name Wilder, right Wilder, Wilder, out here. Wilder, it's not Wilder, Williams. Wilder! Oh my God! Leave that in! Leave that in! Williams. Okay, so so I was kind of we made this joke, me and Jacob, that my character was just like that spunky little kid who went out to go fight everybody, and so it's like, don't you mess with that Williams Henrietta, kid. Henrietta, you leave that Williams boy alone. You don't yeah, want to fight He's you. He's dead. 
<laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you know his father eat you. Get away from there. The daddy vampire. But uh, daddy was a vampire. Now he's and in the ashtray. <laughs> <laughs> we made all the lore for her family. Her dad is Buford Wilder. Her mom is Imogene Dean Wilder. Imogene and because Dean. Imogene Dean is. She wears the pants in the family. <laughs> All of the children, their middle name is Dean, so that her uh-huh. name stays in the family. That's yeah. right. Her her mom's sister is Paula Dean. Oh God! It's like James, aka Jimmy Dean, Gideon Dean, Jerry Lee Dean, Reese Dean, and then there's Henrietta Dean, who goes by Hattie. Which one's the one that is the rancher? Jerry Lee Dean is a rancher, not a farmer. The rest are all farmers. And her dad's this just big buff elf who just wants to farm. Farmer elf. Who farms at night. (laughs) She's got to make a name for herself and she can't back home because her brothers love her too much to let her fight her own battles. You can keep your twink elves. Okay. We go for buff elves. Can you imagine though, like... Four macho half drow (laughs) men rolling up to like Hattie's middle school being like, hey, are you fucking around with our sister? We're going to kill you. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly the image. (laughs) (laughs) Or just like the fucking, uh, the door opens, you see all four brothers. You need to imagine all of them dressed in the most stereotypical Western slash flannel farmer outfits known to man. I'm only imagining them with their shirts off. That's why it was so easy for the mom to wear the pants in the family because they're Drow, and it's ah! a matriarchy. <laughs> so he just accepts it. Yeah, yeah. This this huge drow elf being like, "Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> You're gonna step on me, ma'am." <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's Henrietta Dean she, Wilder. She not Williams Wilder. Yeah. I like it oh, when my five that's probably foot. why the boys all protect her because she's. She's yep. the next matriarch. Yep, Henrietta's, she's the next matriarch. Henrietta's mom or dad being like, I like it when my average height, five foot six human <laughs> wife steps on me. And he's it hurts a lot less than a drow. <laughs> the drow always wear heels and they just hurt so bad. I never loved a woman oh. like I loved Annie's mom and her work boots. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Oh, also, when they make friends with Grolk, um, Henrietta gives him his own little, little red cowgirl hat. hat. That's right, you That's did so do that, like a little like Jesse, like a little hat. Jesse from Toy That's Story like, hat. Way too small for his head, but he wears and it, it just anyway. Just kind of sits up there between his ears. And at that moment, it became a canon that her cowgirl hat is red too. That's yeah. right. Whatever, whenever I think of Hattie, I know it's not accurate. I honestly just think of Jesse from Toy Story, but as a half elf drow. Honestly, that's what's in my Fairly mind. Fairly accurate. Jesse, but a little bit grayer. Yeah. <laughs> it's desaturated. Because <laughs> whenever we voice, it's like, you guys leave me alone. I want to find my own bottle. Stop protecting me. Just puts up the Dukes. It's, just, it's Jesse energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's uh, been great. Our party comp's actually good. So we got uh, yes, Henry as a we gunslinger. Have, we have one more player, though. Yeah, and you're playing Secrets is a Witch. Secrets is a Witch. And then I'm a cleric with a uh, uh, the trickery and luck domains. And we have four players for we once. We do! And our fourth player uh-huh. is Delightful. a... Uh, Oriad Monk, which yeah. is the Unchained. stone stone caster? Stone, stone people. 
Yeah. No, no, no. It's a specific monk type that oh, yeah, can only there is be. A, there is a uh, there's oriad. an oriad monk type archetype. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and his name is Gibraltar. His name is Gibraltar. He's very, very blunt. He's supposed to be like actual Rock Johnson, but Rock <laughs> student uh-huh. of the stone. Student of there the stone. Go. And uh, the player said that his personality best resembles the. Uh, Nothing goes over my head. I would catch it. My reflexes are too sharp. Yes. Uh, yes. From uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Not the rock guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, though. The one that calls Mantis ugly. Oh, my. God. The one who's super literal. If yes. If you hadn't, I would have known. It's, just just Google I know his the, name. the phrase. I know his name. Drax. There we Drax. go. Jeez. Yeah. yeah wow. Drax. I, okay. I, yeah. Uh, but Gibraltar's whole thing is he thinks since the spire is made out of rock and he wants it, he thinks it's his. It's and he's his. made out of rock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he, he every time they interact, <laughs> it's been very difficult. This has been a, a thing I hadn't expected to work with, but uh-huh. I've been getting more and more thrilled about it. Someone would be like, oh, so you're at the spire? Yes, my spire. Oh, you want the spire? No, it's, it's my spire. He Why put are you saying spine? it like that? The I'm first, sorry, it's just me. The first uh, time we talked yeah, about it's my spire. It's my spire. The, that accent yes. is, the, the first is, time we got there, we climb up the hill. We make our way up there, and just, he just starts hammering in his sign. It's his property yes. of Gibraltar. Kill huh? a single goblin. Yes. He immediately claimed it. So... I had. I have to. Beautiful boy, love him. I like it because he's a monk and he's lawful. And the more I think about it, he's actually leaning into the law because to him, possession it is, is nine tenths of the law. But you can't look at that Reddit. That is. I know. <laughs> Sorry, that's something. That's exactly what somebody said on the Reddit. I made a post because he went to the Hell Knight Citadel and it was like, "I need a proof of ownership. I, I, it is mine, but I need a way to show yes. people it is mine. Yes. But it's and the, legally and his. The Hell Knights might think it is theirs, so they went there. They've hired a lawyer. Yeah. And uh, I, of course, don't know anything about law or property or estate. So I went to Reddit for this. I was like, hey, thanks, how bad economy. I, we how, can't be homeowners. How should I handle this? And uh, they're like, well, what is this claim? And I was like, well, it might be in the Hell Knight's jurisdiction, but they don't use it. It's full of monsters. They've done nothing about it. So more or less, they're clearing it out. It should belong to them. And then I added, well, at least that's how the players worded it. The monk is more like more or less like Michael from uh, the office declaring bankruptcy. He declares it. Therefore it is so. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that has been I very, didn't say it. I, I declared. declared. <laughs> yeah. I, I declare feed the mind. Oh my God. I yeah. declare spire mine. It's a great, I declare party. spire mine. It's a great party comp. Cause we got divine uh-huh. caster yeah. buffing. We got the witch for debuffing. We got a, and even healing. Yeah. And we got two DPS, uh, ranged and <laughs> one ranged, melee. one melee. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actually pretty good. Most of my time as the cleric is not having to attack unless something like needs it, mm-hmm. uh, and I just buff. Yeah, you bit of luck a lot. A bit of luck a lot. You have a Beautiful. lot of those. Bit and of it's lucks. so yeah. good, it's so good. A bit of luck's over it. There's nothing <laughs> like getting bit of luck and guidance at the same time, or uh, and just knowing. Ba'arel is on your side. Or being yeah, a gunslinger and Pathfinder 1E yes, and hitting so yes. on like an 8. That's how I this, feel as a... This class was made for me. That's my whole <laughs> feel as a charisma person in Baldur's Gate 3. Guidance, friends for advantage, every charisma check. This is, this is what Owen should have been. Oh my goodness. If Owen had been a gunslinger, 
he would have actually been successful. There's nothing like rolling a eight total and still thousand yards hitting. there. Yeah. Yeah. Thousand it's not, it's yeah. not showing, <laughs> but I just stared off into space. Yeah. yeah. No, I felt it. I felt I felt your heart drop out your ass just thinking about everything Owen could have been. <laughs> Man, high level gunslingers when they get access to what's it, deadly aim? Where you uh, it's like power damage. attack. No, well, that's, that's a, level five. Even though I mean, everyone says stop at like level seven, I mean or power attack. Mm. That's four. It's aiming. deadly aim, and it's not that high uh, level. It's no, no, you don't have to get a high level for that. Dexa damage is high level. You get deadly yeah. aim, and it doesn't matter how many negatives you get because you hit on touch attack. Yeah, yeah. it's like glorious. You mm-hmm. just rip. Especially Where whenever you get been? to the bigger things, uh, my whole their touch attack is shit. I looked at. Now, we're now talking about how great gunslingers are. Yeah, I looked this at. Is fun. I looked at a CR twelve creature earlier today because Derek put one of his miniatures in my bag mm-hmm. just messing with me uh follower of Ba'arel thank that's you that's the yeah. purple um, worm right the frost worm a CR12 has a touch AC of 11 gimme gimme an yeah. actual AC of 27 touch AC of 11 yeah gunslingers get full base attack bonus that means if you're fighting your own level at level 12 your base attack bonus alone just don't would roll let you yeah. hit that your thing. misfire chance yep it's just as a gunslinger as someone who's played one e gunslinger a lot yep. you just turn into please don't misfire yeah. when I hit yeah. so like you could turn on deadly aim shoot into your friends and get that minus four heck give that frost worm cover and you're still but, almost guaranteed to hit yeah. Yeah. they balance it because I will never really get up until we get heckin' high level, any really good gear, because all I do during downtime <laughs> and with my money is craft bullet, craft bullet, craft, craft bullet, bullet, craft bullet. You yeah. don't need good gear. Bullet is your good gear. That's uh, the power of gun. <laughs> that was the Lyrian dilemma. Yeah, I mean, it's, one a gunslinger is something great. You slap a, what is it? You get your precise shot, your point blank shot, you pay your dues, and then you get deadly aim, clustered shots, rapid shot, and you just, at level 10, you shrek everything. I just yeah. want to blow open a lock with a bullet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to say one last thing about Secret. Please do. She's wearing what uh, her and her friends assumed would be worn down in the south. <laughs> it's not even south. It's not. And it's, it's, it's kind of like like the same latitude as Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the tropics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's almost like, it's almost like bikini armor, except it's got like a loincloth and it's all made out of fur. And she got that as a gift from somebody who she was a bridesmaid for. Oh for goodness. hot girl summer. For her for hot, hot girl, girl summer. summer. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. It, it actually is the summertime. So yeah. at least it's got that going on. Because uh-huh. she's going to be it's hot spring. wearing yeah. her no furs summer. Summer. Yeah. in the summer. Uh, oh my goodness. She's probably the coolest out of all of them, but still just roasting. Yep. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm a dwarf. I revel in smelling like a wet gym bag. Oh, so that's just you, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Stuart is just me. I've, um, oh, Derek. <laughs> uh, he lets his eyebrows merge together. His mustache, beard, and neck hair and chest hair are all one piece. Comes yeah. up to his, like, his cheek fuzz comes all the way up to his eyes. Sometimes. Um, uh, so before we uh, wrap up this bonus banter, we do have some nice listener bow. 
<laughs> and uh, stuff that's been written in. Uh, one actually was written in on the old uh, the old form submission feedback and comments, whatever that ended up becoming bonus banter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we asked for what podcasts you're listening to actively, <laughs> and someone said, "Here's the list of actual play podcasts I'm currently listening to: Worlds Beyond Number and Five E." Uh, redacted reports, Delta Green, Shards Sick. of San Francisco, which is Vampire Masquerade, okay. Okay. All right. Horror on the Orient Express, Call of Cthulhu, Ooh. Legacy of the Ancients, which is a 1E Pathfinder oh, good, 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 last good. kind of thing. Legacy of the Ancients. Okay, uh, I don't know how much I can do of that. Tabletop Gold, which is a Pathfinder 2E podcast oh. doing Abomination Vaults. Ooh, I'm playing Abomination Vaults. It's very fun. Uh, Savage Bear, which is Pathfinder 2E, uh, Path like of Night, it. Vampire Masquerade, Ooh. Mortals and Portals, more Pathfinder 2E. I bet you that's um, Age of Ashes. Uh, <laughs> Live and Let Fly, which is Starfinder. Get Live in the Trunk, let fly. Ooh, which is oh, Delta yeah. Green. Get in the trunk all the way, baby. Get um, in the trunk. Dark Dice, which you know okay. is 5E. Um, Cosmic Crit, which is Starfinder, and then Bad Heroes, which is Pathfinder 1E. And oh. us, obviously. So it's just a oh, small yes, selection. Of uh, you know podcasts. How do you listen? To I know so many. This is says the guy who tears through podcasts at work. This is probably it, like maybe they work a job like you where they're allowed to listen to stuff, and this is just what keeps them going throughout the day. I'm going, this is their nine to five. Wait, who who posted this? This is from uh, Gene J E A N uh, Willie Gene Willie. I v. declare them a truck driver. This in New York City. They drive trucks. They drive trucks. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Hi, Gene from New York. <laughs> fellow Northerner. How are you doing, fellow Northerner? Oh, my God. Couldn't it be Jean? Jean. Jean Vini. Uh, I have no idea. I already made call, that joke. I'm oh, going to call him Gene Willie. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I like to think that you heard it in the back of your mind. where it's like, hey. No, no. This listen, is funny. Gene and Jean are always in the back of my mind. <laughs> Shut like up. Sheen and Sean? Yes. <laughs> I can even tell you why, but that's not applicable right now. Uh, we got another Sean! thing. Uh, we got another uh, thing on the actual bonus banter form. It says, hi, all. Hi. hi. This is from Patrick in Denmark. Hi, Patrick, Patrick in Denmark. Patrick. First Ooh. off, I want to say I'm really loving the show. I pretty much only have space for one TTRPG <gasps> podcast in my life. Uh, and you're beating and you're at beating out some of the bigger pods out there. Aww. We're winners. We're the leaders. opposite of Jean Willy. Uh, That's right. <laughs> I declare you not truck driver. That's right. I declare I d- you probably doctor. a father. Probably a father. <laughs> um, anyways, one of the things which are great about your pod is the short form of it, and that is that's fair. At least looking at season one and two, the stories didn't go on for all too long. One mm-hmm. thing that tends to lose me in other TTRPG podcasts is when you get to episode. Uh, 100 plus or whatever and the stakes have been turned up to the Avengers threat level in order to justify the continuation of the show and character level. Yeah. Uh, you asked for feedback uh, to on continuing the, with the rest of the AP or whether to wrap it up by mm-hmm. the end of, uh, I think he says book three, but we were talking about book two. Um, I've enjoyed Outlaws. I really have, but maybe two plus years uh, would take for you to close out book three. Uh, I'd probably enjoy wrapping up Outlaws and moving on to another system or story. That being said, whatever you do, whether wrap up or continue for book three, I'm here for it either way. Loving the content put out. uh, Please don't sell yourself short. It's really good. We love you. I think I wanted to talk about this because we did get a decent. Can we get a celebratory T-pose? For you, for that you, was horrible. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> there was no hesitation. There was 
everybody at the same time straight to keep posing in silence (laughs) thank you mr man from denmark uh, I think we've gotten a lot of feedback and the general consensus of it is the people who like season three would yeah. really like us to finish out all of the adventure path. And at least if we go through book three, it won't, mm. I can tell you right now, it won't be like Avengers level power level. Yeah. yeah. It we only get to goes, like 12, right? I think you would finish at 12. If you yeah. think about our character's ultimate goal, it's just to kill two people. Yeah. We're just like, yeah. looking we're not for even a guy. heroes. Honestly, for real, because it's not a six book adventure path, we're never going to get into that kind of mind bending level of power. uh, Yeah, like for real, if Eleanor could right now go kill Loveless, she'd probably be happy going back home. Thankfully, we'll never fall into the anime trope of using the power of friendship to kill God. I want to use the power of friendship to kill God, but not on a podcast because I think that would only be entertaining for us. How, 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 how come we haven't just tried to find Loveless and just kill her. Because she almost kicked our asses and we scared. <laughs> we're level. What? No. We're like eight now, right? We're level eight. We're invincible. We can't die. Yeah, sure. We can't die. You're you not the got... one who absorbs most of the damage from Dude, everybody else. Forever. Dude, you are one three action uh, heal away from having a bad time. <laughs> Live forever. Okay, I can kill you in six actions. <laughs> <laughs> Live Forever. <laughs> All right, I'm about to make you dead, dead, not undead. <laughs> um, but By like, God's light, I smite thee. From what I can tell, um, everyone who kind of wants us or would be happy with us wrapping up early is basically happy with it either way. Um, and the people who really want us to finish book three are here for like the 2E side of things. So I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening because we're still way too early to call which way we're going to go. Um, but I, I'd love to play through the whole thing. I, was like, I like the adventure path. It's good. You summed it up really well earlier, Derek, while we were in the car, I believe, which was the people who found us before Pathfinder 2nd Edition would be fine either way and might actually want us to move forward. But the people who found us through Pathfinder 2nd Edition really want us to finish it out. Yeah, so it feels like that's the safest thing to do. But, you know, maybe stuff comes up and we want to do something else. I just so. want to finish one adventure path. I know. It would be I've nice. so many. We have stuck... We've, it's because one of our friends became a father. Like Patrick, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would vouch this Patrick has a job like mine where you can't listen to stuff and you can only listen to things when you're uh, But driving. at the same time, you could do it. Use a podcast where you do chores. I do that all the time. Yeah. That's why I said dad, because Micah doesn't listen to anything but his weird old rock and roll music. Ugh. But that's because Michael's a wannabe hipster. Kind of people listen to birdhouses with a chisel. (laughs) That sounds kind of fun, though. On his little his little apartment balcony. Yeah. He Making wants to be a woodworker. Sounds fun. I, I get it, He's though. Always- I want to tend the land. <laughs> I I yearn for the fields. Yearn we just need mines. to fill up our balcony with dirt. Like the children, I yearn for the mines. Like, you, you want to go back to, like, ye olde agriculture? With technology. I, wa- I want to be self-sustaining. That would be I dope. want to be able to make... I want to be able to grow corn and grow beans that crawl up them and then grow like squash or ground covering things. Oh, like dang, you got sisters. me there. Listen, I've always wanted my own if garden. If you guys would like to yes. support the Third Gallon Commune. <laughs> yes, you can soon. join us. Forget the Megaplex. We want the Commune. Yeah. <laughs> I need foam first. If you would like to join the Cult of Three Gallons. <laughs> the Cult the of Barrel. Open the next barrel you see. You never know what might be inside. <laughs> I don't see It'd be funny if it was barrels. like a brown recluse or something. <laughs> that would probably will be. It's it's chaos. Could be good, could be bad. 
That's chaos. Jazz barrel. What a lovely place to end. I'm gonna buy a barrel. I like to. So you know how um a lot of the Pathfinder deities have these uh not emissaries. They're um oh god. The, That's the right word. Herald. Avatar Herald. The Avatar Herald. That what? Yes. You want me to Herald ask the Avatar. What? No, 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 no. I already know what it is. Barrel you know those guys that go over the Niagara Falls in a barrel? Oh. That's it's someone them. who survived doing <laughs> yes. that? Yes. Those are those are the chosen of Ba'arel. I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask the, the great and mighty uh like, it could be anything. Ken Callion's Herald's his dog. Or one of his big people is his dog. And another one dog. is a ghost yeah. that likes to possess people and have, like, no doubt, friend. <laughs> oh, Caden Callie. Uh, I rascal. love Caden Callie, and he is the goat. Uh, uh, we're leaning into the Caden Callian direction with the Herald of Baal, according to ChatGPT, Vinth the, the Boundless Brandy. Vinth, oh, a translucent hello? spirit uh, born from the uh, first drops of brandy ever distilled, <gasps> serves as Baal's herald. Vinth's uh, form is that call of a, that a spirit, a constantly <laughs> shifting liquid, typically appearing as a golden-hued brandy, but water elemental. It's like a brandy elemental. Yeah, a brandy elemental. Yeah. That's fun. I like that. Occasionally manifesting as wine, ale, or other beverages associated with barrels. Strong draw vodka. We call that more a mantra, thank you. <laughs> While Vinth is primarily a liquid being, when it chooses, it can take on a humanoid appearance, the visage of a tall, ethereal figure composed entirely of shimmering, brandy-like substance. It, uh, this bitch smells so bad. <laughs> it so retains bad. a certain fluid in its form with ra- waves rip- and ripples playing across the surface of its like skin, making uh-huh. its features seem ever-changing and hard to I pin down. I want to slap this, this <laughs> thing. Just <laughs> Talk about the gender fluid. <laughs> we oh lost my drought. goodness. Well, on that barrel related note, I think we'll wrap up this bonus barrel. I mean, bonus banter. Three barrels of mayo. Barrel talk. Oh. Three gallons of There's mayonnaise a podcast in right there. a barrel. Go to a Renaissance fair or a history place. I'll dress up in a barrel. You're going to ask them to buy a barrel. Does Bill know what he need it for? I Actually, Derek. I want to pray to it. <laughs> Actually, Derek, I know a guy. <laughs> oh, oh, barrel. Barrel. All right. Well, we'll leave that <laughs> off for now, and we'll catch you in the next whatever we release. <laughs> Bye. Bye. On the barrel, everybody. See what's inside. Tell us what it is. I hope it's a spider. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bonus Banter. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing us. If you would like to submit a question or comment for Bonus Banter, please use the Google form linked in the episode description. If you want to see more from us, check out our website, thirdgallon.com, or follow us on Twitter. We're at thirdgallon, that's T-H-I-R-D gallon. We are also on threads, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with the same handle, at thirdgallon. We also publish a video version of this podcast on YouTube, which you can find on our channel, The Third Gallon Podcast. If you'd like to support the show, check out our coffee page. You can find us at coffee.com slash third gallon. That's ko-fi.com forward slash third gallon. 
The theme music for Bonus Banter was composed by Alexander Nakarada. You can find more of his work at serpentsoundstudios.com and support him at patreon.com slash anakarada. That's patreon.com slash A-N-A-K-A-R-A-D-A. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.